Welcome to the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast brought to you by Break of Day Capital. The show focuses on educating syndicators and apartment owners on how to build systems and manage their properties more efficiently to become a best-in-class operator. 100% straight talk. Let's jump in. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Lipsky. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Asset Management Mastery, where we have a great community of thousands of like-minded individuals sharing resources and best practices. Choosing the right insurance coverage for multifamily properties isn't that complicated, if you know who to talk to. At the Garzella Group, we're uniquely qualified to help you navigate the range of policy choices you have, and we're committed to saving you 30% in the process. We do intensive market research and have nationwide relationships, so we can find coverage other insurance brokers simply can't. We should talk. Go to quotenow.biz and we'll start the conversation. We closed two more deals since the last time I didn't have a guest on. We closed on Icon on Stella, a $37 million purchase of 199 units, and Icon on Pima, a $9.5 million purchase of 80 units, both in Tucson, Arizona. Stella was built in 1964, so it squared away some potential buyers, which is good for us because we saw a ton of value to be had. What I liked about the property was that it was all single story and every unit had its own gated big backyard and some of the units had its own driveway. The property was also on a ton of land with big, beautiful trees and lots of grounds to play on. So residents were essentially running a house versus an apartment. This was a big differentiator for us. They can rent from us without having high HOA fees and have nice amenities and grounds that they didn't have to take care of and no one living above or below them. Our data showed that the rents were $319 below market on classics and $500 below on the renovated units. You may ask, why are the rents so low? Why didn't the owner push rents? A lot of times the owners don't have that market expertise and don't know what they can push rents to. The property management company may get complacent as well and just focus on maximizing occupancy. This isn't to say the seller of this property wasn't making a lot of money. And they were, and and they made a ton of money when they sold it. My focus is where can I take this property? Not concerned with the price the seller paid for it. Based on the rents and the uniqueness of this property, there was tremendous upside. One thing we had to do was make sure we inspected the property very well due to the age of the buildings and have plenty of reserves for things that may break. You know, just because something inspected well doesn't mean you're in the clear. You know, things break down unexpectedly all the time. I'll happily raise a few hundred thousand dollars of capital for reserves on deals. I'd rather be covered and not use the money than having to use cash flow, loan it, or worst case, have a capital call. You never want to have a capital call. So protect yourself as a GP, protect your investors and raise plenty of extra cash for reserves. You can always return it to your investors as profit when you sell the property. We allocated over $2.4 million for interior renovations, landscaping, a new playground with a sunshade, new backyard fencing, updating the leasing office, an outdoor gym, updating the pool and pool furniture, new signage, reserves, and more. We bought this at the beginning of September and we're off to a great start. As of the time of the recording, we are 95% leased, 
97% pre-leased and getting the rents we projected. Some of our CapEx projects are in the works and we're excited to take this property to the next level. Just because things are running smoothly now doesn't mean there won't be bumps in the road in the future. Staying proactive, being consistent with our property calls on a weekly basis, site visits, and constantly looking for ways to improve the property will give us the best chance for meeting and hopefully beating our projections. The other property we just closed on was called Dakota Canyon. We changed the name to Icon Pima to stay with our Icon theme. People have asked us, why would you buy a small property after we've taken down a 26 million, a 59 million, and a $37 million properties this year? The reason is it's two blocks away from another small property we own that's doing very well. It was a CC plus property in a BB plus neighborhood. And so we thought there was tremendous upside here, a ton of meat on the bones, and we could sell both properties together, increasing the value of both even more. This was an off-market deal the broker sent to me. The numbers made sense when he reached out, but then we started to do our own due diligence. We underwrote it and it passed the test. Then we visited the property and the comps. Obviously, a good comp was our other property, but we still have to go through the steps to ensure we haven't missed anything. We fine-tuned our underwriting after our visit, which was fairly accurate, and quickly came to terms with the seller. This is a 1973 product. Again, a little older than, than I prefer, but we felt it was a great opportunity. We're not beholden to a certain vintage. We're looking for value, and we felt there was a ton of value on this deal. None of the units were renovated, but weren't in bad shape. The average current rent was $300 below market and under $480 below renovated rents we felt we could get. We allocated over $1 million for interior renovations and another million for money to update the leasing office, gym, pool and pool furniture, add a barbecue, dog park, a couple of gazebos, lighting, new signage, plenty of money for reserves, and most importantly, new paint. With the paint, we want to create a look that really pops and separates ourselves from the competition. So we have $2 million for CapEx to take this CC plus property to a BEP plus. Another thing that is super important in order to execute your business plan is having a good property management team. We use a third party and review our business plan with them during our underwriting process to make sure we're on the same page. If they weren't aligned with our plan, we'd be facing an uphill battle from the start. We've had many reps with our property management company, so we're in sync, but each property is different and the market is ever evolving. So just because we bought a property two blocks away nine months ago, doesn't mean everything is the same. You know, Do the work to protect you and your investors. We're excited to see this property transform and it's something the residents will feel very excited about to call home and excited for our investors to eventually do very well on their investments. Lots of work to do, but we love this part, creating value for both residents and investors. Well, that's it for today's episode. If there's a topic you'd like to hear, or if you're an asset manager with a great story, be sure to reach out. I'm Gary Lipsky with Break of Day Capital. I'll be back next week with another informative episode on the Real Estate Asset Management Podcast. To all of our listeners, thanks for joining us. And if you like this episode, please head over to iTunes or Stitcher and like, subscribe, and review this podcast as it will help us grow our audience and reach more people. And if you'd like to learn more about what we do at Break of Day Capital, head over to our website, breakofdaycapital.com and sign up for our newsletter and or fill out our investor application. We'll talk to you next week. 